Well, let's go to the Holy Scriptures here tonight. I've got something I want to share with you. and I want us to focus on our nation, praying for our nation this evening. All right? So, praying for our nation this evening. Hallelujah. Well, let's go to Genesis chapter 1. You know, our nation needs the Lord. You know that. Huh? Come on. We know our nation needs the Lord. Not a great political party. But needing the Lord first. And, and, and I'm telling you, uh, you remember what I, we, the Lord spoke to us on 20, 27th, actually, which I said last, last week, of how he was going to save this nation. Uh, just before the elections, the Lord started ministering to us. Uh, but have you had peaceful elections? Yes, we have. And do you think that just came by itself? No, it didn't. The, no, it didn't. The enemy, we know what he desires, is to, to cause chaos in, a, in our nation. But then tonight I want to share with you something that will help us establish the will of God for our nation. We, we have to remember this, which I've kept telling you over and over again, that that line, for illustration purpose, I've drawn it for months. Uh, and this, uh, I kept saying, this is uh, eternity. All right? So eternity, this one has no beginning, no end, because eternity has no beginning, no end. We remember that, those who have been coming. And then uh, down here, for illustration purpose, you understand that? This, for illustration purpose, uh, down here is the earth, and you can talk, the earth has also, has beginning and end. Eternity has no beginning or end. The earth has beginning and, and has an end. Eternity has no beginning, no end. And, and again, um, Kings come and go. You see what I'm saying? An example, Mr. Uhuru Kenyatta in 2013 celebrated as the president. Yesterday, today he's a retired president. Now, kings come and go. But the kingdom of God will never pass away. This is eternity. We're talking about eternity. We're talking about the kingdom of God will never pass away. And I'm so glad I belong to that kingdom. I hope you do. I know you do. That's why you're here tonight. But you belong to that kingdom. So the earth has, in fact, let's read verse, verse 26, then I'll explain something regarding that. I hope we'll be able to get to a place that we can pray tonight. If not, it will be equipping, because the only day you're supposed to be praying is not just on, on us. Wednesday evening, 6 to some minutes to 8. He's supposed to be praying as a lifestyle. Now, now look at this in verse 26. Then God said, let us make man. Let us. Very important. As you do, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, not angels. All right? Let us make man in our image according to our likeness, and listen to this, what follows next. Next, let 
them have dominion. In the, over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them, and then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every creeping thing that moves on the earth. Be fruitful and multiply. God gave man dominion. Now, that dominion, well, I say this. Yeah, let me say, maybe I may not read so many scriptures after that. But that dominion, actually, what carried that dominion was his image in man. That's very important to know that. What carried that dominion was that image in man. You have no image. If he loses that image of God, he loses what? His dominion. And that's exactly what he did through sin. If you, have, you, you, you understand the law, at least I'm not a lawyer, but I have some, some little knowledge, very little, is this. He actually, man committed treason against God. He sinned against God. He lost that dominion. Now, but look at this then. So we see, then man was given dominion. Look at this, what he says is, let us create man in our image and our likeness. What follows next is? Come on, I see you. What follows next is? I want you to pay attention. Then I'll read verse 26. Is in verse 26? He's not. That's the problem. All right. Go to verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let are you there? Okay, what follows next is? Huh? Let them, them, them have dominion over the fish of the sea. That should give you an answer to why we pray. The Bible says in Psalm 115, The heavens of heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he gave to the children of men. But let me tell you something that was for us sometime. Not for all eternity. It was given. Can you think about that? If God had given the earth for all eternity to man, what could have happened? It could, have, could not have been redeemed. You see what I'm saying? But he gave him for some time. In fact, the scholars agree, Bible scholars, that it was for 6,000 years actually, and the 6,000 years have come, are coming to an end. Why? The Lord is coming. To take his church. And when he takes his church then. He will come himself ruling. Why? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4. That the devil is the God. God with a small g. But he says this. Of this age. Why? This age is coming to pass. It's is coming to, to an end. This age. Then man committed high treason. Sinned against God. And then let's go over there in chapter 3. I think I'll... Will I do that? I think because of time, I may not. All right? But we see that man in chapter 3, you can, you can read in your own time, he committed high treason, and there was now the curse, and the devil became the God with a small g of this world. But that's not the end of the story. 
Okay? Well, let's, let's, so that you may stop looking at me the way you're looking at me. Let's go to chapter 3. <laughs> chapter 3. Uh, they have eaten. Oh, let's, go, let's go there to verse 6. I want you to learn something there in verse 6. So the serpent spoke to the woman. Let's start from verse 4. It says, then the serpent said to the woman, you will not, you will not surely die. What does that mean? He's saying, God lied to you, and it's impossible for God to lie. The devil knew what he was doing. And then for God knows that in the day you eat of, you eat of it, your eyes will be open. Were their eyes open? Yes, they were. And you will be like God. Okay, this is the point. And you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Were they like God? Oh, we've just read in Genesis 1.26, they were created in God's image and likeness. They were like God. But you see, that's, that's usually the thing is, if you're not careful, you keep desiring for something that you already have. Oh, that is big, right, what I've said. You keep desiring to be like someone else, and yet you already, you have been equipped by God. He's made all the provision for you to fulfill his will on earth. That's what happens. And then uh, in so many times because of the, the enemy. Look at verse 6. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that is what? Last of the flesh. First, she saw it was good for food, that is last of the flesh, and it was pleasant to the eyes, that was last of eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, that was the pride of life. You can find that in First John 2.14. And 15. It says, So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took his fruit and ate. Where was Adam? Right there. <laughs> now, I had someone once say that, Oh my goodness, uh, where could we have been without our dear women? And the other one answered, in the garden. <laughs> Not true. The man was right there. And he took, he took off the fruit. And the Bible says that the eyes of both of them were open and they knew they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves covering. Can you think sewing leaves as your outfit? That's terrible. That's actually... Do you know what that is, actually? That is actually self-righteousness right there. They sued fig leaves for themselves. Now, they had the Lord walking, and they, they hid themselves. Then they asked, what happened? Look at verse 11. And he said, who told you that you are naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Then the man said, yeah, my wife is a problem. Are you seeing that? Have you ever heard that? <laughs> Anyone who's ever had that, my wife is a problem. Yeah, that's the nature of Adam, fallen man. But he said, you gave to me. Had <laughs> someone say again, the man, then the man said, the woman whom you gave to, to, to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I ate. And then, the, the, remember the scripture says, then, then God says, okay, you blame me for a woman that I gave to you, so this is what will happen. From now henceforth, he who finds a wife, you have to find her. 
Anyway, that's not the point here tonight. But it went on and on, on, and it's a curse. Now, curse came. I'm going somewhere with that. The land was cursed as a result of who? Man's sin. Listen to this. Listen to this, what I'm about to say. What happens in the land, in the land, actually shows the man's submission to the will of God in that land. Is that, is that, is that comprehensible? Or do I explain it? What happens to a particular land, I'm, let's, we're talking about the nation, what happens to the nation of Kenya, it shows actually how much man is submitted to the will of God or not. And you know who those ones are? Church, because you know Christ. Anytime men start realizing who they are in Christ, things start to happen that attracts the glory of God in that nation. And it's church. It's a church. I'll, I'll, I'll say some, some more things regarding that. Now look at this then. <clears throat> I'll make some points here, just what I've said there. Uh, when when, when uh, people are responsive to the will of God in a nation, I'm talking about the church, things happen. Among the non-believers, they start seeing the light in that nation from the lives of the believers, and they come into light. And what happens is this, the church rises, and there's peace in the land. Now, it's not the perfect example, but I'll show you in the old covenant. I will explain some things from the old covenant. Every time there was a king, remember, they were God's covenant people, but there was a true worship in a nation. God kept that nation away from the enemies, and that nation prospered. Now, this is very, very critical. And, and many times I've seen this in our nation as a church. We pray quite a bit just before the elections. And some of it is out of fear because of the things that we have experienced in the past as a nation. Some of it is out of fear. But we pray a lot during the elections. And then after the elections, no prayer. And much of it, what happens actually, much of it, what happens is complaining. And start listening to the words of men instead of listening to what God is saying concerning our nation. I believe now, this time, as ever before, we need to pray for our nation. And I'll give you some of the reasons why you need to pray for our nation. We've been divided as a nation. We've been divided. Quite a bit. The some who voted for Azimio, some voted for Kenya Kwanza. We've been divided. Now, the media, in the media you see the division. It's so obvious. The hatred, the anger. And I'm talking among believers. Let me say a point here. Even I'm talking about the church of our Lord Jesus Christ has been divided along political uh, parties. Even it's happened in the past and it's happening even now. Probably if I'm going to ask 
now, or I ask on Sunday of uh, being a pastor of this church, and I ask, so how many of you voted for Kenya Kwans? They'll just lift up their hands, if they are honest. And then, so, how many, maybe hands will increase. You understand? And, and so how many of you voted for Azimio? They are going to lift up their hands with a frown on their faces. You see that? What's that? That even in the body of Christ, divided. I'm going to share with you some things that will help us. Even whatever, however you voted, how it's going to help us to move forward. And most likely I'll be sharing with the church at some point also. You ready? You ready? Let me make a point here, then I'll read the scriptures. You never want at any time to be led by a wounded leader. Never want that. Our president has been wounded. His vice president has been wounded. And, and, and sometimes you hear even words coming out of them is out of those wounds. You never want as a nation to be led by wounded leaders. Because those who have been wounded, they cause harm. You see the importance of that? Let me, let me tell you something. That is a, it's a known fact that every child abuser, they were abused as children. These are facts. Would I say every, almost all, child abusers, pedophiles, whatever, is it, did I say it right? They are abused as children. So what do, do they do? They carry wounds in their lives and they see things through their wounds. Remember, wounds are inflicted by the enemy. It's a strategy of the enemy to break man, that man may not be able to carry out the purposes of God in his life. Very important of what I've said. So wounded people see through the lens of wounds and hearts. I'll give you another example. If you have been in a, in a relationship, whether you're a man or a woman, in several relationships, and you have been wounded, and I think I want now to move forward. But if you haven't dealt with those wounds, I'll use this word. I don't like it, but I'll, I'll, I'll let me use it for illustration purpose. The first date you are meeting with this person, you start having thoughts of the wounds that you've gone through, and and if you're careful, just like the other one, I suspect. You see, you're seeing through lens of wounds. You have to break off that in the renewing of the mind by the word of God for you to be able to move forward. So this is what we need from our leaders as our nation healing. The president needs healing. His deputy needs healing. Others need healing. The, Mr. Raila needs healing. Mr. Uhuru Kenyatta, they need, they need healing. We need our, our nation to be healed. You're quiet. 
We need our nation to be healed. And many of you, individuals, you need to be healed. How are people healed? People are healed when you start now. Let me give you some of the words that should be coming out of our mouths. Repentance. Forgiveness. Mercy. Grace. Love. Hebrews 4.16 says, Come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain what? Mercy. We need mercy concerning our nation. And what? Mercy and grace in time of need. We need mercy, we need grace in this time of need in our nation. We need our nation healed. We need our president healed so that he can rule with that in her at heart. Healing. What about all the others? Healing. What about you? Some of you. You've been deeply wounded. You need to be healed. So listen this then. This is the time. Let me write to you, give to you some impressions that I had as I prayed. This is the time that darkness wants to have the, the hearts of the main leaders. The president and his deputy, because of all the wounds and hearts that they have gone through, therefore the church must stand to pray for them that they may be healed. It is darkness versus light for the nation. And, and remember, I've shared with you, so this is the earth realm which you and I live. This is the earth realm which you and I live. But around here, up here, this should be way up. But this is the principalities, powers of what? Of darkness. All right? But look at this then. That's not all, church. We have been raised together with Christ. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 says, We have been made to sit right here far above all principality, all power, all dominion. In other words, like I taught for, for weeks before the elections, we need to be operating from here. Our citizenship is in heaven. We are born again. That word born again is born from above. We're not earthly. Listen, don't be talking like, oh, you know, all of us, we are just human. I'm not, I'm not just a human. I'm not just a human being. I'm born of God. My spirit is born again. Therefore, I have God living in me. I have his image in my spirit and in my, in, in his likeness in my spirit. Now I have my mind to renew by the word of God. And I live in this physical body, but I'm not a body. I'm not a soul. You and I are spirit beings. And being born again, we are born of God. Therefore, our mind, like, like what Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 says, we, have, we must have our mind set on things above that we may operate from above here and take authority over principalities and powers. Those are the ones which cause wounds and hurts in the, in the, in the, in the lives of people. So then, the healing is so critical to bring healing in the, you know, for, for, for our nation. The church must stand in our rightful position in the spirit. 
which is what? The rightful position of the church in the spirit is not here. We're not earthly. We're heavenly. We are born from above. Then we need to operate from here in the spirit realm and we can be able to deal with forces of wickedness that actually they vow that the nation should not go forward in God's plans and purposes. So then, let's go to Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 7. To see also how how the enemy, um, the words out of our mouths actually, and the things that we speak empowers the enemy if we are speaking in line with his word or demolishes his will if we are speaking according to the will of God. Matthew chapter 7, the Bible says the Pharisees from verse 1, but I won't go into all that. The Pharisees, you know, saw Jesus' disciples eating uh, with hands which are not, they are not washed their hands, but actually it's because there are traditions that are involved in washing of our hands. It's a certain particular way. And then he asked, verse 5, then the Pharisees and scribes asked Jesus, why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of, el- of the elders? Now that's the problem right now. But eat bread with hands. That's the problem right there. They do not walk according to the traditions of the elders. In other words, in fact, Jesus answered that. And, and he answered and said to them, We Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites as it is written, These people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, listen to this, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. For laying aside the commandments of God, you, you hold the tradition of men, the washing of pitchers and cups, and da-da-da-da, and it goes on and on and on. Look at verse 12, verse 11. But you say, if a man says to his father or mother, whatever profit you might have received from his coban, that is a gift to God, then you no longer let him do anything for his father or mother. Look at verse 13. Making the word of God of no effect through your tradition, which you have handed down, and many such things you do. In other words, instead of getting or receiving the word of God, keeping the commandments of God, they are keeping their traditions. Now, does it happen so much in the church? Or so much? You know what I don't like when, when I hear someone, maybe a staff member, or maybe a church, you know, serving anywhere in this church, you say like, you know, this is the way we do it in Victor Faith, and we've done it all the years. I just don't like that. Do you know why? You lack revelation. The next question will be this. So why are you doing it? But we've done it this way all through. No, no, no. Why are you doing it? So you've, hold, you've held on traditions instead of revelation as why you're doing why is the revelation behind of what you're doing? Don't ever forget that. Why is very important because you do it because you know the Lord has led you to do that. And it's so very okay to ask, would you please explain to me why do we do what, what we do? You see what I'm saying? That's critical. Oh, you are loud this evening. You're shouting, praise God. I hear your shouts everywhere. <laughs> 
But you see, why do we do what we do? That's critical. That's very important. Now look at this then in verse 14. When he had called the multitude to himself, he said to them, Hear me, everyone. And then I said, There is nothing that enters a man from outside which can defile him, but the things which come out of him, those are the things that defile him. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And then he entered a house away, and from the crowd, the disciples asked him concerning the parable. Disciples are always, you know, many times, they hear things in public. They just don't understand, but they keep their mouth shut, you know, shut, because, you know, you don't want to show so much of ignorance, and yet you've been walking with Jesus. But when the crowd has gone and said, uh, would you tell us now what that meant? <laughs> That's been smart. But they asked, what did you mean by that? That uh, whatever enters a man from outside can defile him. And, and, and then he says this. But, but he, he started also with this. Are you thus without understanding also? Do you not perceive that whatever enters a man from outside cannot defile him because he does not enter his heart but his stomach? He's talking about food. All right? Remember that was the issue that the, 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 the scribes and the Pharisees had. And he's eliminated that purifying all foods. And though I say this. You see, Jesus purified all foods. You see that? You see that? So do you say that I eat everything? I don't think so. A hog can. But a human being is not supposed to eat everything. That's what Professor, she's not a nutritionist. Professor, you, would you want to eat everything? I don't, no. So people, oh, I eat everything. You eat everything. Are you a hog? <laughs> Okay, that is not exciting to you too. Uh, now, now look at this. Because he does not need his stomach, but purifying all foods. Look at verse 20. And he said, what comes out of a man that defiles a man. Don't forget that. What comes out of a man that defiles a man. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts. Uh, Connecting with it. Remember everything that I've said, yeah? Because that's very important. From, from, from within the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these things come from within and defile a man. So where do you think the enemy wants to lay hold of. Huh? The heart of a man. The heart of a man. And what happens, remember, in, in, in Matthew chapter 12, it says this, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Let me say something. That's a to you can go study. But let me say something here. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That is what the enemy uses to build up strongholds. Polluted walls all over. He keeps building and building and building. People talking evil and on and on. Hatred. He keeps building. Do you know what our assignment is? First, we need to come to a place of repentance. That we guard our minds. The Bible says we guard our hearts also with all diligence. So that from here, what will be flowing is rivers of living waters. 
is the living word of God. It's the will of heaven. Those are the words of his people that he's going to, to use to build the nation. Well, let, me, let me show you something here from Hebrews chapter 11. Praise God. Well, Vine, let me ask you something. I, I want to preach in this father's church, Vine and Marvel. Do you have a testimony you can give of what happened this week, weekend? Come over here, come over here. Marvel, do you have something? Don't worry, I'll be standing right be- beside you, so don't worry. Come over here. But I, I minister in a... In a Nyaururi this past weekend, and it was, it was good. But now I like them to share something, anything that, you know, stood out, because you've been in that church for many years. Yeah. Did I put you on the spot? If you're praying in the Holy Ghost, you know that. You're a preacher's kid, so you're fine. <laughs> good. Uh, praise God. Uh, so we had an amazing Sunday. Uh, Pastor Davis ministered and we had a feeling of the Holy Spirit. Uh, many people who had not, never spoken in tongues, they were able to speak in tongues and the youth came out in large numbers and they were filled and it was just so amazing. I think he even finished before we <laughs> expected it. Yeah, I had, they were saying that it's, it's, it was like, what? Just for 40 minutes or so. Yeah. It seemed so short to them. In other words, they wanted more time. Uh, what is the, the people like who are there? Like, like how many? Hun, what hundreds? Like what? About six. Like 600? Yeah. That's quite, quite a number. And youth, the one that came to the front, no. probably what? I don't know. There are so many hungry. <laughs> Speaking on the baptism of. At the end, I was, the Lord spoke to me concerning uh, that area, Nyaururu, what he was bringing. And he spoke to me on, on, a, on a Saturday night. I saw that. And when I made the altar call and the youth were lining up, oh my goodness, they were hungry. <laughs> Just, they spoke in tongues. Tell them about that young man you came to pick me up with. Oh, yeah. what, is, what was his experience? <laughs> uh, so we have a, a brother, his name is Timothy. He usually serves with the protocol. He takes care of the preachers. So he had never spoken in tongues. His wife did. The present worship. Yeah. So the, the wife is a present worship uh, minister. So the wife, as they pray, she speaks in tongues. But Timothy had never spoken in tongues. So he was desiring to speak in tongues. But on Sunday, it actually happened to yeah. him, and he was so excited. Yes, sir. Tell, tell, say what he told me about, he had told you actually of what happened in the car. Oh yeah, he was feeling, uh, Pastor Davis had sat behind, so he was feeling like some cold air coming in from beneath. It was coming and uh, to his feet and he was feeling a bit of cold in his feet and he was not really understanding what was going on. Yeah. And then that's when he said that 
when he fell that way, he said, I entered the vehicle, and then he fell that way, the call, something called. Yeah. He asked you, is the AC on? Yeah, he asked me. <laughs> and he was told, no, the AC is not on. So he says, I felt it all over me, and I knew God was into something. And sure enough, in the service, he encountered God. Yeah. In fact, he said, he said that, did he tell you, Matthew, Ma Martin, that when, I, when we alighted, he didn't want even to, to wait. He just wanted to walk away from me. <laughs> But it was an amazing experience. Knowing that you, you've been there for many years, would you say that that was an encounter with so many people? Yeah, it was. It was? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's see over Marvel. Um, for me, what stood out was... This girl can sing. I was shocked. I, I was surprised. This guy plays drums. I told them they will not now disappear. They play, he plays drums so well. She sings. That's amazing. Go ahead. Um, the infilling of the spirit, and especially among the youth, so many were prayed for, and you could just see many encountering the spirit as individuals, and it was so amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you hear any specific instruction of any youth? Of course, you all are laughing in that other room. <laughs> I was in the pastor's office and then another room where they are laughing and laughing. But, but they have such a powerful youth ministry and a large crowd. They gather like how many? When you think of how many? Every Sunday they have, they have a meeting every Sunday afternoon? Yeah. Like 50. Like 50? Yeah. Every Sunday. But powerful youth ministry. I mean, you can tell that they need it the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And majority of them were not baptized in the Holy Ghost. Will you say that? Yeah. And that was their, their afternoon, I mean, on that Sunday. So, thank God. I'll be back in your room. <laughs> thank you. Really, I'm looking forward to being there another time. But it's so, so amazing uh, testimony. The Father has such a good work there. I'm telling you, the spirit of excellence. I think I'll have one of their team members, one of their church members who comes here actually with them, probably give a testimony of what they encountered of the word of faith and change their lives. The young man, he was, Kelvin was in his 20s, yeah? And he was in a debt of 11.5 million shillings. Can you imagine? <laughs> You're all looking at me. In his 20s. He said that uh, when he was getting married, he got married that night, just the wedding night, the banks were looking for him. <laughs> As I gave his testimony, listen to this. He caught the word of faith, and in 16 months, he was dead free. Can you imagine of that? 16 months, he was dead free. First, they, they got to learn about Gloria Copeland and started listening to the message of Gloria Copeland and the Copelands, and then started listening to Dr. Jerusalem, and then they got now to know about this church. In fact, he had sent an email to Jerusalem minister, and he was told, yeah, we have a ministry over there we work with, and on and on and on, get in touch with them. And he, he, he actually, I was sent for his email and his phone number. I called him, and he came to church. And his life has changed tremendously. I'll have them give their own testimony. But can you imagine, in your 20s, 11.5 million? 
dead. Some of you are even shocked. But in 16 months, you lay hold of the word of faith and free. Complain. And he told me it was 11.5 million dead and his salary was 8,000. <laughs> is, that, is that so? Yeah, his salary was 8,000. <laughs> and that was the wife, 13,000. <laughs> he told me that he, he, he owed even widows. You know, the widows, widows group. <laughs> so even widows were looking for. <laughs> well, that's amazing what God has done in his life. I know. I told him, Kelvin, I want you to give that testimony. But that's how much God has revolutionized the church, having laid hold of the word of faith. And I think I'll, I'll have them give a testimony because many times you, one can be in the word of faith, being taught, but take things for granted and never do anything with the word of God that, that is being taught. Now, let's go back to our to our text there. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. So image, dominion. That's critical. Image, dominion. So what does that, look, look at this. Think about this. Why is God's kingdom forever? Unruling, forever. God is love. That's why it's so critical that leaders be healed. And to have that image, they can give out forgiveness. They can give out mercy. They can give out grace. And on and on and on and on. But a wounded leader will give out wounds and hearts. Will speak out of, remember out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. They speak out of wounds. And what happen, happens? Listen this church. Wounded people wound others. Don't forget that. Wounded people wound others. Hurt people hurt others. Healed people give out healing. Have you met with people and they, they just don't know you but they are angry? I used to get frustrated, you know, in my, my first, uh, you know, my initial walk with the Lord. You know, you don't know the person, they get excited, they, they get, they're angry. I'm thinking like, what? did I do? I used to think, like, what did I do? No more. I know they are wounded. They are hurt. We had, um, probably heard me say this. Let me express this then. I emphasize this. Tina and I one time, I don't know, years ago, uh, maybe 2014, maybe 2015, 16, I'm not so sure. I, you know, over Christmas, just been eating different kinds of foods and on and on. And then we are coming to 31st, we came to the 1st of January, that year, and Tina asked me, so what are you going to eat? I said, I just don't care about eating anything. If you want to check out any restaurant, I can take you there. So I anyway, checked out, and we found a certain restaurant. I said, oh, let's go over there. But I told her, I'm not going to eat. Whatever you order, I may take a little bit, but I'm full. I feel like I've been eating, eating, eating. So we went to this restaurant, and uh, when we entered in, we could see majority were white people. Majority in that restaurant were white people. So we entered in, and, and uh, so the lady came, what do you want? So I think we were, the, were we the only Africans, honey? Maybe there was a, someone, if, if Africans, but more, not more than five, probably, majority were white people. And I said, what do you want? And, uh, and uh, 
Tina checked and said, and you? I said, no, I'm fine. I'm, I'm okay. Whatever she orders, I'll, I'll, I can have a bite of something. Anything to drink? No, whatever she orders, I can share with her. Okay. She went. And she came furious again. I could tell her attitude thought like we didn't have money. So we come in to share. You understand? Now you share the rest. She had that attitude. And then uh, I sat there. I was getting agitated. Now you know now that's not being in the spirit. I was getting agitated. I'm thinking I'm going to deal with this manager, whoever it is in this. And I'm thinking. And then Tina asked me, because she looked at me, that, that, that girl was acting bad. She, Tina looked at me and she said, what are you thinking? <laughs> and, uh, and I'm telling you, I was, now Tina told me later that she thought like, if you start any problem over here, I'm going to the washroom. <laughs> That's how I was agitated. When she asked me, what are you thinking? I told her, I'm asking the Lord, what should I do? And the Lord impressed me, show her kindness. So she did all that. And we got the bill. I shared, you know, I had a bite of something that Tina had ordered. Then she brought the bill and I paid. And I gave her a good tip. And she looked, no, no, no. No, before then. I said, um, yeah, I, I gave to her the tip, and she was amazed of how much money I gave to her. And then uh, I told her, young lady, you're hurting. And tears filled her eyes. You're hurting. And um, my wife and I told her, my wife and I, we're pastors, and we want to pray for you because you're hurting. And tears just in her eyes. And she said this, I'm expectant and I've been standing for hours and hours and hours. I'm just tired. Fine. Let's pray. We'll pray for you. Prayed for her. I remember even her name. Prayed for her. Had a tip. Prayed for her. And she changed. I remember when you are leaving. Yeah! We are all changers, praise God. I mean, you can, you can fast like them. You feel like, they, what are they seeing on me? What are you carrying? They should be seeing you, Christ, seeing Christ. So what did you do? She was hurting. What was she doing if we are not sensitive to the Holy Spirit? We could have been hurt by her actions. And we could have caused all kind of problems in that restaurant, talk to the manager, and you feel like you've talked. No, you've been, you've been trapped by the devil. Has anyone been ever trapped? And he said, yeah, I gave them the peace of my mind. No wonder you don't have any left on you. You gave it all. You're mindless. <laughs> Let's go to Hebrews. Are you, are you seeing that? Wounded people. I hope that gave you, you saw the picture. So you don't want your leader to be that way. You don't want your leaders to be that. You don't want to be that way. You don't want to be wounded because to live a wounded, hard life because that's what you release to people. Why? It's in the wound, is in there. Heart is in there. You want a whole life 
that when you come to our place, people can experience that peace. You say, you came here, and we just experienced peace. I've done that in places. I've had people say, you came and we just experienced peace. I say, yeah. I'm determined to carry that peace. I'm not going to carry chaos. All right. Now look at this then. So God is love. Don't forget that. So he says this. Now faith is a substance, verse 1, uh, Hebrews 11, of things hoped for, for the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good testimony. Look at verse 3. F- by faith we understand the walls were framed by the word of God. What was he saying? We saw that in Genesis chapter 1. He says, light be, light was. So those words coming from the heart of God, the words of faith, and through it, he framed the walls. Coming from the heart of God. Again, that's why we need to be, underst- to be understanding of the image. We are recreated. We are new, new, new creations. Therefore, we need to understand by revelation of who we are. So when we are speaking words, we are speaking words of faith concerning our nation. We are speaking words of healing concerning our nation. I'm telling you the truth. Don't hurt people by telling them of how now you see we've been elected. Don't hurt people. Don't hurt your brother. They already hurt him. Just you as an individual, you start speaking faith, and you come around people with faith and are wounded, and instead of putting salt to their wounds, but you start speaking love and kindness. Do you know that? You're healing around people. You're healing people. You're healing people. You're healing people. And some of those, some of you are in one subgroup that are full of strife. Left. You know what that means? Left. <laughs> if you're in the, in the, in the WhatsApp group causing all kind of chaos and you've been there for a long time and observing, what do you need to do? Left. You say, what happened? Left. No longer there. Well, I'm not going to accept wounds and hurts. I tell people I'm not in WhatsApp groups, actually. I think I'm in one. We are six in the family, and that's all. Do I have any other? I think that's all. Yeah, that's all. I think I'm only one. Yeah, in one WhatsApp group. So, but, you know, you pass. That's a choice. Yeah, you know, we have this. We have this in our office. Yeah, I'm, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about myself. I'm, I'm in one. <laughs> and uh, and initially, I, I started to see. You know, I started saying like, yeah, this is for family matters, okay? We should not bring every kind of <laughs> information to this because I just don't have time for that. So how did God create? With his words. Listen to this. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. <clears throat> Let's go to 2 Chronicles 7, 14. Very familiar scripture. Are you there? 2 Chronicles 7, 14. 
Look at this again, what God says in verse 14. Very familiar scripture. If my people. You see where he starts? My people. Now, that's in the old covenant. But think about in the new covenant then. My people who are God's people. Come on now. Who are God's people? The church. The church. If my people are called by my name, now we are the one called by my name, will hum- by his name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. That means that his people can be wicked. Can allow things to come in, like we've read in Mark chapter 7, that affect actually their faith. Listen to this. All those things we've read in Matthew chapter 7 cannot be in our hearts and us be effective in the spirit realm. You have really, the church, to think about this. You have to, me- to meditate on it. You have to pray. You have to seek the Lord. And think about this. When I'm walking, or if I'm walking in the flesh, it's impossible for me to please God. I must walk in the spirit. Again, like an example I was giving you, that I can be angry towards someone and respond just the way they have done it. But actually, that that removes that authority that I'm supposed to be carrying in the spirit realm in, in dealing with the enemy. So whatever it is, I guard my heart with all diligence because I want to walk with that authority. I want to have an impact in the spirit realm. I want to, Paul I know, Jesus I know, Paul I know, and you I know. You remember that, the sons of Sceva? Paul, Jesus we know, Paul we know, and we know too, you too. You don't want, and who are you? Because he don't know you. That <laughs> brother Jerry speaking, Dr. Jerry Savier speaking years ago, maybe in the 70s. Are you known in hell? <laughs> Is your name known in hell? Because they say, Paul, we know. Jesus, we know. Paul, you know. Who are you? In other words, we don't know you in hell. So because we don't know, we'll show you. And they are stripped naked. We want that. And I'm telling you, church, we must guard our hearts in this moment. It's time for the healing of our nation. If my people who are called by my name, look at this, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin. And what happens? I will heal their land. A man dwelling in a land or on a land. Who's healed? That land is healed too. Do you know, church, you can, be in a, you can be in a property if you're walking by faith and your property is so green, it's well kept, it's preserved, and the next door neighbors is dry and everything is falling apart because you're walking by faith. God, and, and look at this. We can be as a nation just in Kenya. Because if we experience such healing, our neighbors may be going through tumors, but our nation is secure. And in so many ways, church, God has preserved 
this nation. But I believe it's time to build in the spirit realm. It's time to release our faith for the building of our nation. Listen to this. Even if you think the best of best leaders with the influence of principalities and powers without the church walking in faith and walking in her authority, this influences that nation. And it can be in such a chaotic state because the church did not take her rightful position. We are the people. We are the true people. The church of Christ. Remember in 2000, is it 2007? They used to say, we are the people. You remember that? When they used to go around, we are the people. I think 2002. We are the people. We are the people on Bogebo. Did you notice they were not the people? Did you notice we are the people? The church is the people. We are the people. So my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven. The Lord say this, I will heal their land. The moment, I'll finish with this, the moment Adam sinned, the land partook of the curse. The moment Adam sinned, the land partook of the curse. Why is that so? Listen, God, the crown of creation is man. When the man is whole, the whole area where he dwells is whole. If the man is broken, everything is broken around him. That's very important. Adam sinned, and it was no longer the Garden of Eden as it was created to be. Chaos came in. Why? Another took, place, took over. What was that? That was the image, not the image of God anymore in the garden. So when we enter into a place as being whole, the whole area is preserved because of the righteous. And we want to pray for our nation. We need to pray for, for our leaders to be here. Now, if you didn't care so much about Mr. Ruto before he was elected and all that, if you didn't care for him and you bad mouth say, God, forgive me, this is my president now, and I'll be praying for him. Oh, yeah. I did, uh, really, I, I did that in 2002. I didn't care so much about Mr. Kibaki until I saw a prophecy regarding him. And it was a true prophecy. I just didn't care about him. But you know what? I went before the Lord and said, God, I'm just forgive me. I'm going to love this man. And I'll pray for him. And that's what you do. People of faith don't walk with their feelings or dictated by their feelings. It's people of faith walk by faith, not by feelings. You love not because you have a feeling. You love because God is love and indwells you. And you start saying, oh, Father. If you really didn't like him, you can just say, oh, Father, by faith I love the president, Ruto. And by faith I love that man, do you know I didn't know him? He was being called yesterday by the other leader. They are calling him Gachagua. Yeah. So Allah, if you don't know how to pronounce it, you just say, I love Gachagua by faith. You just have to do that by faith. Until that is developed inside of you. Do you know what is happening? You are getting healed. I love them by faith. I love them by faith. And I forgive, and I forgive, and I love them by faith. And I forgive, Lord, and I pray because you say in First Corinthians, put please First Timothy chapter two. Let me read it from the Passion Translation. First Timothy chapter two. And Lord, we pray them by faith. 
Are we going there tonight? We are going to do it, and I'm going to start it. And who's really been feeling so bad, you better say, Father, I forgive. And I ask you to forgive me. And I love them by faith. I take them as my leaders by faith. Listen, church, that's your prosperity. And pray for only as meal. Is that what it says? <laughs> no. It says you pray for every political leader. And pray for every political leader and representative. So that we will be able to live, are you seeing that? Tranquil and disturbed lives. Church, that's what we want. For a nation. We want our nation to have what? Tranquil and disturbed life. And he says this, as we worship the awe-inspiring God with POS, we want to gather and we can worship freely. We can worship freely. Just think about this in many nations of the world. Just think about what happened, has happened to Ukraine. A peaceful nation is critical for the spreading of the gospel, people. Let's go to the next verse there. It is pleasing to God. Did you start from verse 1? Let's go over. Verse 1, what did he say? God, verse 1. Most of all, yes, I'm writing to encourage you to pray with gratitude to God. Oh, Father, I'm so thankful for Mr. Ruto. Oh, Father, I'm so thankful for his deputy. Oh, Father, I'm so thankful for every leader in this nation. First of all, and we pray for the church. We pray for the pastors. We pray for the ministers of the gospel with gratitude. Oh, Father, what happened? What happened? What happened, Lord? What happened, Lord? He became the president. Oh, God, I'm wounded. Now, that's, that's not that no gratitude. We're writing to encourage you to pray with what? Gratitude to God. Pray for all men. With all forms of prayers and requests as you intercede with intense passion. I've done this over the years and I remember this. Some, some individuals actually had really hurt this ministry quite a bit. And I started putting their names there. When I'm praying, I pray for them. I mention them by their names. Lord, I pray for that family. Lord, I forgive that family. Lord, I pray for that family. And over the years, and it started developing inside of me, and just, just faith to, to pray for them. That's critical. And then that's when he says, then the next one he says, uh, and pray for every political leader and representative so that you'd be able to live tranquil and disturbed lives as you worship the awe-inspiring God with pure hearts because, verse 3, it's pleasing to our Savior God to pray for them. Are you seeing that? Are you seeing that, church? And then it goes on to the next one. It says, he longs for everyone to embrace his life and return to the full knowledge of the truth. And it goes on, verse 5 says, uh, for God is one and there is one mediator between God and the sons of men, the true man, Jesus Christ, the anointed one. And I want us to pray for this few minutes, for, for this nation. You see the prayer point? Do you see the prayer point? Sometimes you keep so quiet and wondering, am I talking to stones over here? <laughs> Are you seeing the prayer points? Yeah. Are you seeing the importance of that? Are you seeing the one who felt like this is not your president that you would have really liked to? Are you seeing the importance of praying for him? That's critical, church. It's for your own prosperity, by the way. 
is, is, is in obedience to the word of God. It's not how you feel. Huh? Growing up, did you ever desire to, to win something? And then it ended up that you didn't win? You remember how you felt? Huh? Did, did, did this help you? You know, you didn't win. And then um, an adult tells you, all of you are winners. Did that help? That's not true. People win and others lose. You understand? I mean, would you, would you think of going to, 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 to ask me about it and say, all of you are winners? Is that true? That's being political right. But that's not the truth. But a good mother should tell the daughter, the son, now listen to this, dear. You lost this time. But that's okay. You have an opportunity next time. But the more you, you know, even you are, you, you've won. You've won what? Mom, I haven't won anything. Your words will carry power if you tell them you, you lost this time, but you can do better next time. I mean, you know, you know we're being conformed. You know, they, they just, there's so many things that are really conforming people, you know, to, to the world system, that even in some places they fear to say male or female. Huh? I, I heard a certain man say, then I thought, I said it one time when the Lord said, no, don't do that. They say this. Uh, they say, yeah, my name is so-and-so, and I'm a, 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 a husband of one wife, and he's a man. Uh, I mean, and he's a woman. And I thought, then I, I said one time, I thought, that's not right. Do you know what you identify? You are saying, actually acknowledging there can be a wife and can be a, is, a, is a woman. That's not right. That's not scriptural. You understand? That's conformity. Don't allow that talk. If people have lost, tell them you lost. But you know what? We can do better next time. Team, all of you won. No, we know. The winner, winner goes home smiling. Come on, stand up on your feet. (laughs) Isn't that right? Really, we need to just say the word. Jesus wouldn't say, you know, Jesus said, let your name be nay and your yea be yea. So I want us to pray. I'll lead it to a prayer tonight. Actually praying for, for this nation. Can you embrace this president by faith? Huh? Let's lift our hands before, before the Lord. Father, let me have us two over there, Steve. Father, in the name of Jesus, we've gathered here in your name was your people. There's so many things that have taken place in this nation. Father, I remember not once, not twice. You spoke to us concerning peaceful elections. Shielding this nation from the plans of the enemy. His work of stealing, killing and destroying our nation but once again father you have preserved you have shielded our nation from chaos from un- from bloodshed father we we are we are grateful and we lift up thanksgiving and praise to you father now father there's nothing that is hidden before you 
as a nation we are wounded and hurt. There are so many that are being wounded because of the political factions. But Father, as your people, as you've told us in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, we are your people. And return our hearts to you, Father. We ask you to forgive us as your people as we humble ourselves this evening and lifting our hands to you to pray. Father, I know there are so many other things that your people could have been doing, but they came into your house to seek your face this evening. And Father, forgive our sins. All those things that, that defile us, that we have read in Mark chapter 7, all the media, strife, division, vulgar, Wars that do not glorify you, Father, spoken even of our nation. We are asking you, Father, for your forgiveness as your people, your forgiveness as a church, even your own people, your own house, the purchased, the one you've purchased with the blood of your son, Jesus Christ, your church, your own people, Father, this nation have been divided. Because of the political systems and the political uh, ideologies. But Father, we, we turn to you, to you this night with humility for our eyes. You are our help. You have been our help. And therefore, we turn our hearts to you as your people all over this nation. Everyone that has been called in your name. Father, we are asking you, called by your name. We are asking you, Father, for your mercy and grace. You said we come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. Father, we are asking you to forgive us and cleanse us and heal us. And we pray for the president. We pray for his vice president. Father, we receive him by faith as our president and his deputy and all the leaders around him. We pray, Father, for the healing of his heart, healing of his soul, all the things that he has gone through and his deputy. We are asking you, Father, to heal them. We ask in the name of Jesus to heal them, our Father. Heal their souls. Heal their hearts. Heal them from every wound and from every heart. Of every kind, Father, we are asking you that you may heal them in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Father, even Mr. Uru, Mr. Odinga, and all their groups, all those in their group, we are asking you, Father, to heal them. We draw upon your mercy. We draw upon your grace for the healing of our nation. Healing every man, healing every woman, healing every youth, healing every child. All of our nation, Father. Oh, we pray for the healing, the healing of our land, Father. And we thank you for the blood. And we thank you for the blood. And we thank you for your word. You sent 
your word and healed us and delivered us from all our distractions. Father, we receive your word of healing for our nation. And go ahead and pray in the Holy Ghost and pray with understanding. I just want you to flow. Just go ahead and pray in the Holy Ghost and pray with understanding concerning our nation. And get a vacation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. A hundred man yesterday, Kester. Kengida bastard. Engiza dama. Ha ha ha. Oh, Lord. We acknowledge you as our healer. And we look to you, Father. You are the Lord, our healer. And our hope is in you. Father, thank you for your oil that heals your oil healing our nation your oil healing the people of this land Father thank you we release that the healing healing oil we say in the name of Jesus he himself, Jesus, bore the sins of this nation in his own body on the tree. That us in this nation may be dead to sins and may live to righteousness by whose stripes Kenya you were healed. Let's say it together by whose stripes? By whose stripes, Kenya, you were healed. Therefore, Kenya, you are healed in the name of Jesus. Father, Thank you for the healing of our nation. Just in a lot of just pray in the Holy Ghost. See if there's something else coming up. Our nation healed and whole. Geninga, Geninga, Geninga. Gangare de Barando Mangresha de Bagron Jeneba. Heal, 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 heal our nation. Gandama, Gandama, Gandama. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Our nation is healed. Our nation is healed. Our nation is healed. In the name of Jesus. Sekedaya, 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 S
Sekedaya damangroje Gengera, Dengera, Bandaya, Dastaya Kangera, Bagande, Gestea, Dongaya, Damane, Standaya Sangea, 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 Sangea Aha, aha, aha Geda, Mangre, Sede, Geda, Mangre, Deke, Stanga, Yanda, Mangre, Rede, Kesa, Diba, Kaya Amandaya, Amandaya, Amandaya May I, have, may I have Isaiah 60 there, the Amplified Classic Version? And I want us to look at it. Set our eyes on it. Isaiah 60, the Amplified Classic Version. Already? ready? I want you to stay the same you know, attitude of prayer. Now, Kenya. Arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Rise to a new life. Rise to a new season. Shine. Be radiant with the glory of the Lord. For your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you, Kenya. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and dense darkness all the peoples. But the Lord shall rise upon you, Kenya, or Jerusalem, or Kenya, and his glory shall be seen on you. All nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes round about you and see they all gather themselves together. They come to you. Your son shall come from afar and your daughter shall be carried and nursed in the arms. Take that for our nation and be declaring it. So many things you can go on and on and on. Let's look at verse 5. Then he shall be radiant and your heart shall thrill and tremble with the joy of the glorious deliverance. Have you been delivered? You remember Psalm 35 that the Lord had given to us? A glorious deliverance and be enlarged because of the abundant wealth of the Dead Sea shall be turned to you and you shall the nations come with their treasures. Father, we take, we mix our faith. These are your words, these are your prophetic words, Father. And your word is not for private interpretation, but we receive it and we mix our faith with these words concerning our nation, that our nation is rising up. From all the depression, from all the depression and all the prostration in its circumstances of, of, of our politics and, and, and elections has kept this nation. You're rising our nation to a new life. So Father, we thank you we praise you for the healing of our nation. Father, even everyone here tonight, everyone needing any kind of healing, I speak the healing of God upon your people. I rebuke sickness. I rebuke disease. I rebuke pain in the name of Jesus. And I say by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. And right now, I take authority of every kind of pain. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed in the name of Jesus. I command every migrant headache. Leave now. Be healed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
Father, thank you for your healing. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I don't know what it is, but, but I keep sensing like someone's one foot. You feel like it goes just even pain right down to your heel. One side. I release healing. Be healed from that. Right now. In the name.